Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, lovers, welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am very excited to introduce to you Lisa Haggins, and she helps service-based entrepreneurs position their business as one of a kind in their field for higher visibility, impact, and earning potential. Leveraging 18 years of experience in marketing and business strategy, she is committed to cracking the code on what makes a business innately interesting and worth mentioning. You guys, this is so important. Um, I'm really excited. I I already want to like dive into the interview. Hold on. I'm going to finish your introduction. She is the founder of Realize Your Brand, a high touch business consultancy and the creator of Substantial Branding Method, an approach that transforms your business into a legacy level brand that you uniquely are meant to create. I love this intro, Lisa. I love you. I'm already, I'm so excited for you to share all this. Um, Something that a lot of people might not know about me is that I love business strategy and marketing and all of that conversation. And I usually talk about emotional intelligence and subconscious reprogramming. And that's very important, but I love a good strategy session. So thank you for joining us here today and bringing your brilliance. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm not surprised because I can see it in your own brand presence and business presence. So totally. It, it all fits together. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for that little like thumbs up. Um, and so tell us a little bit about how you got into that conversation, into that brand building. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a few different things that kind of converge together in my story that have ended me up where I am now. Um, so my background was in marketing and I worked in kind of corporate and agency marketing for 10 years. Um, And I think the key thing here is that I really struggled a lot to fit in. And, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen you talk about people pleasing and all of that, all of those different kind of forms of layers of conditioning of conforming to what I thought I needed to be. So that was my early life. (laughs) It was like 10 years of agonizingly trying to, you know, be amazing at my work and feeling like I was constantly failing at it and not good enough. Um, And what happened to me was I ended up getting um, let go from a job that I had completely contorted myself to try to be what I felt I needed to be to succeed. And it was the best thing that ever happened because it sent me on this journey of discovering personal branding and the idea of, oh, like instead of contorting, being clear on who I am, emanating that, taking a stand for that and the right opportunities will, you know, either be attracted or deflected based on that statement of who I am. So that was like a total turning point. And it was actually an article in Elle magazine. <laughs> Changed my life. Um, nice. You know, introduced me. Yes. Yeah. So that's when I decided to shift from marketing to branding and just kind of started learning and taking in what I could around personal branding and then seeing how that, you know, applied on a bigger level and people could build entire businesses 
that allowed them to do the work they are meant to do, to be who they authentically are and to succeed because of it. And that's really what's at the core of what I do now is helping people do exactly that. Mm, That's so delicious. (laughs) It sounds like, I mean, it's, it's exactly what Hearts Unleashed stands for. And so it's just really fun to have you here to continue to share that message in your unique way. And uh, I really want to get around to talking about personal branding. And I just think that, you know, as you were sharing, I was resonating with what you were saying about contorting. That word specifically resonates with me. And then just the way that we tend to get away from ourselves and forget ourselves. And sometimes we've never even learned ourselves enough to forget, right? Or to get away from, we've just never even come to center. And Mm -hmm. so uh, what did it take for you? What did you have to give up in order to get to this point? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is I'm really lucky because for me, all of this kind of suppression of who I was actually showed up in my body in the form of chronic debilitating headaches. And when you have something so impossible to ignore going on in your life, in your system, um, if there's even a glimmer, you know, that there's a way out of it, you're going to work your butt off to, to figure that out. And so for me, um, that, you know, I, I, I've been on this kind of two, two and a half year journey where I've almost been just like shedding my conditioning. Like it's my job because the more that I do it, the healthier I get, the more, like, it's just, it's become really core, like a core practice in my life. Um, and the driving factor was for me, my health, it was like, it was undeniable, um, that I couldn't continue on just, you know, trying to get by being who I had been conditioned to be. So what woke you up? What, you know, cause when we are in the conditioning, we like fish, you can't see the water you swim in. We can't, we don't think about the air we breathe that often. What woke you up to that? Yeah. So I had a very specific catalyst. It was a retreat um, that I went on. A couple of my amazing clients who are coaches hosted it in the mountains. And um, at the time I was at my lowest, I really like my health was horrible. My self-esteem was non-existent. And I got at that retreat and you know, the only thing I like the best way to describe it is I felt like I was seeing myself for the first time in years, like seeing how sad <laughs> I was like hearing my constant thoughts of like yes. trying to seek safety. Like, like, is this okay? Am I okay? What do they think? What is this good? Like, am I cool enough? What if they don't like me? What if they like, oh my gosh, I just, I heard it like as though I was just kind of seeing myself for the first time. And I was like, Ooh, (laughs) I have work to do. (laughs) I'm so glad you said it because for anybody who this has not occurred to yet, you are not your thoughts. (laughs) Those are like, I love the, the distance you created or the separation between the thought stream or the, that internal dialogue and then who you might actually be right. Or who, who can, who can hear that, right? If you can listen to it, then it's not you. So I think it's, it's valuable to take a look at that. So very cool. What, what, how did you leave that retreat? What happened from there? I would say the main thing that happened to me on that retreat 
which really, really aligns, you know, with your podcast and with what you're all about is we did this values exercise. And I went into that retreat thinking a few things. I thought that I needed more business strategies to, you know, get my business off the ground, whatever. And I thought I was going to get those there. I also went into that retreat thinking that I was the kind of person who, you know, didn't really like being around other people who didn't need to be around other people who, you know, wanted to be seen for my clever ideas and my original thoughts. And that's what I put on a pedestal about myself. And what I like, I completely felt just kind of like a defrosting (laughs) of myself on that retreat. And in this values exercise, I realized I had been putting like intelligence and originality and all of these things on this pedestal and things like love and, you know, kindness were just like, ew, like, no, like, you know, and I just like, again, it was like, I was seeing myself just so much more clearly that I was able to realize, oh my goodness, like, why, why do I think this? And it, of course, is because it had been my safety blanket. My whole life was being a high achiever, you know, known for my accomplishments, my A pluses, my whatever. Um, And I was perpetuating it in my life by thinking I valued it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was, I was like a captive to it. So for me, you know, that moment of realizing like, actually, I'd rather connect with people. I'd rather not need this safety blanket. It was a complete 180 experience for me in that retreat. Like I, it began a complete new journey, new trajectory of who I thought I was. Well, and I think it's interesting because, and you mentioned very quickly, like two and a half years, like you've, and you just said journey you know, I'm very present to the fact that this is a process, right? Like you had that awakening and awareness. It's not like the day we wake up is the day we're transformed, you know? So tell us a little bit about how that has gone building your new brand. And and I'd love to kind of sort of shift into the, the personal branding, but like for you, how did that go? And how were you able, like, yeah, the evolution, yeah. I would guess, within your business? Well, it's really amazing because they're completely related. Like I walked away from that experience be becoming a completely new person in my business and with my clients. Um, up until then, my client relationships were amazing, like, but not inside of me. Like I felt so yeah. much anxiety, so much stress. I felt like I was singing, dancing, stretching, contorting in my client relationships. And as I started to like l- allow those layers to shed, I started being so much more heart-led in my business and in my client relationships. It's crazy. It actually helped my sales. It helped my, you know, like clients just renew and renew and renew and their results got bigger because I was bigger because I was braver um, more willing to just like put my heart out there for them like the ripple effect it's just been incredible like I don't get triggered by them anymore by like if they're you know if they're going through a hard time I'm able to hold space and not make it about me and so the way that it's shown up in my business is like number one client relationships and just relationships in general are 
wholesome and life-giving and heart connection, you know, driven. Um, But then the other thing too is, of course, like here I was thinking these were all the things that made me amazing. And so I was trying to grow my business from those things. And now I was like, you know what? It's been in front of my face forever. It's my connection with people that makes me amazing. And so by doubling down on that and like being willing to let my heart be why people want to work with me, my messaging has evolved. The way I show up has evolved. And of course, it's just so much more of a pure and exciting and inspiring stand for what's possible when I'm coming from that place. So my brand shifted because I was able to see who I truly am outside of my conditioning. And now I do a much better job of that for my clients because I'm watching for it. I'm watching for the ways that they think they like that who they think they are is limiting them. Big time, big time. I really love that awareness to now offer your clients because without seeing it for yourself, there's no way you can see it in others because you're both operating in it. But mm, it's so good because I wrote a couple words down like ease and grace and flow and abundance and love and joy. Like there is this vibrancy, this richness to what you offer. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because you're still probably very much a high achiever. Still, you get a lot done. You go, you're a champion for your clients, but from a new place. And I I hear you saying, stand for that possibility and hold space for what's available. And it's just so beautiful because when we don't have a full perspective on ourselves and you as, as part of your profession is to literally see that person, that client, what's possible for them far beyond what they can see for themselves. And then and walk with them into that new place. And you you had said something else that I thought was really important in case, you know, there's two things that you said. Personal breakthroughs equal business breakthroughs. And I love it. And I love for people to, you know, any chance we can bring that awareness to the forefront is that personal breakthroughs equal business breakthroughs. And we're able to offer ourselves on just a whole new level. But Lisa, something else that you said was, um, you didn't say it so explicitly, but people buy people. People don't buy product. And so, you know, the difference that you get to make is that heart connection, that personal brand where, you know, there's a million coaches out there or there's a million face creams out there or whatever it is, but it's how you as the consultant serve the heart of that client and their desires and their needs and and maybe their insecurities or concerns. So how about we shift over into the personal brand conversation and how you do that with and for your clients? Like how can we, one, let's maybe brand development because I think we're all a brand, whether you're dating, whether you're going for the interview, whether you're going for, you're building your own business, writing your own book, like we are a personal brand. You want to say a little bit about that? (laughs) Well, absolutely. And the other, yeah. So, you know, to have a brand simply means that people have, uh, you know, some kind of idea of who you are. And of course we all have that. And the idea of branding is to be intentional about making that as clear as possible, being truthful, honest about it. And for a business being compelling about it, you know, being attractive and magnetizing uh, those very best fit people. And the thing I want to say is it, 
personal branding doesn't mean you your business has to be your name. It doesn't mean you have to be the face or, you know, it's all photos of you or anything like that. It means your business is based on your values, your point of view, your unique way of being in the world. And it can be a business with a name. You can have a team like might realize your brand is based on all of who I am, um, but it's not my name and it's not just me it's bigger than me um but the reason why i always start with the person is because people are interesting we have so much to work with like i always see it as raw materials like pulling out just people's values beliefs stories talents attributes characteristics um, you cannot make that up, but you can extract it from a human being and create incredible brands from it. So that's essentially what I do. I love it. There's, I just want to reflect the energy is like how genuinely you are interested in people and love people. Like you guys, I'm assuming you can get it from the audio, but I'm staring at her talking about it and she's so into it and I love it. And me and, and you guys know, I love Hearts Unleashed and, and that's a great example, right? It's like Hearts Unleashed is Hearts Unleashed. And every year I make more of the strides necessary for it to be Hearts Unleashed Focus is not the Abigail Gazda show. This is not about me. There is a team here. There is a company here. There is a a whole community here uh, that has nothing to do with me, really. But it is, I, I just appreciate your perspective. This, I'm even learning about myself and what you're sharing because, um, yes, it's based on my value system and that the women of the team that have organically been a part of it, the, the clients of our company have all been organically attracted because our values align. So I love showing up for work every day because I'm hanging out with people that are really awesome. And so um, I just love that. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm learning as you're sharing. And so then what do, you know, if we're trying to build a personal brand and get, and, and you use a really important word, compelling when we were first asking you, said it's not about one person, right? Like we can brand ourselves. Like we sort of, if we think about a certain someone, we might imagine their haircut or a certain piece of jewelry, or maybe they kind of trademark themselves with lipstick or, you know, whatever. They have a certain look or a behavior or even a walk. Like, I don't know about you guys, but there's a few people that I can say from a hundred miles away, that's that person, you know? <laughs> and so um, if we're trying to be compelling and compel someone to maybe take action or align themselves, what can we do to become compelling? Yes. Oh, thank you so much for giving those specific examples because what I've learned and what I see is that this is the point where people are starting to worry that they're actually not interesting, that, you know, I don't have blue hair. I don't, you know, I can relate because, mm, yes. you know, I always kind of considered myself boring, <laughs> you know? And so um, the good news is that I've cracked this code specifically because I refused to be somebody who I wasn't and dye my hair to be to stick out or whatever. Yes. Um, and what I've uncovered is it is not your personality that is going to make you compelling, that is going to make you stand out. It is your unique point of view. And everyone has a unique point of view. And it's, it's those pieces I was talking about. Your point of view is the result of your stories. 
it's your values and it's my favorite part, your beliefs. What do you see that you want to help other people see? Um, That's unique to you. And if you put that right in the center and then you build how you do what you do based on it, then you're unique. You're going to have a one of a kind business. And then everything else, of course, is wonderful. If you if you love having, you know, a funky necklace or a certain strut or whatever, that's beautiful. That's icing. That's not the cake, you know? So that's mm-hmm. really, really, really core. Like if you just get clear on what you believe, what you stand for, and you put that in the center and you mean it, it's not lip service, mm-hmm. then you're, you're good. You're golden. Mm-hmm. I love that you said like, and you mean it because if you don't, you're gonna run out of things to talk about or it's gonna lose its appeal or, you know, whatever showing up for it becomes more difficult. And I don't want to be redundant in this question, but I really think it's important to ask. I'd love to ask you to speak to the idea of a saturated market because a lot of people say, well, you, like you said, I don't stick out or I'm not, you know, super funky or whatever. And we don't like, I do not, I refuse as well. I refuse to be someone that I'm not. <laughs> and so, um, I know we resonate on that level and yet, um, it can be very easy to fall into like that obstacle, that excuse, that limiting belief that it's such a saturated market that we don't have anything to offer. Uh, so like I said, I don't want to be redundant with that question, but do you have a fresh perspective on that one? Oh yeah. Like I'll just share the first thing that comes to mind for me, because when I hear that, what I think people think the answer is, is to create a lot of content. I don't know why, but that's just where, (laughs) where my brain goes. I think people think they need to be showing up everywhere all over the place. And so I want to speak to that because what I would say is if you feel as though there's just too much noise and you can't break through and you cannot connect with people, chances are it's because you're avoiding connecting with people. You're trying to do it in a way that feels really comfortable, which is sharing a whole bunch of content on Facebook or, you know, probably just ending up on Facebook a lot or Instagram. And the truth is, There are people like all around you that you could be starting conversations with and you're just too scared. (laughs) So sorry, that is so juicy because that was the most loving call out ever is like, you're trying to build a brand just by showing up on social media and making no direct connections with your potential clients. Like we have to make that heart to heart contact. And like, I just love it. And the whole, you know, showing up everywhere. I think it can be so overwhelming and quite frankly, unappealing to think that we must create so much content. But um, so then how can we do that? How can we become more direct or kind of like funnel in or what would you, what's the correction to that behavior? Truly often, I think if you look at what you've been avoiding, like sometimes there are people in our inbox that are showing active interest in us, but we're wasting our time formatting, you know, our Instagram feed instead. So just looking at who is already there wanting to engage with you or has in the past, like any time that I'm feeling like things are slowing down, I'm just setting up coffee dates, like at one after another, after another with people who I've already worked with or people who I know from the past. And of course it helps when you've been in business 
for a long time that you have all of those contacts. So your other alternative is use the social media, but reach out to specific people. Like I've done that too. I've seen people that I am really fascinated by and I've said, Hey, you know, I'd love to connect with you and then offer them something like maybe offer them. If you have a blog or something, say, I'd like to put you on my blog or you just have to find reasons. But the key is like, if it's not making you sweat a little bit that you're reaching out to these people, you're probably playing it safe. And that's probably why you're, you feel like nobody's hearing you. That is so wonderful. Like this is such good advice. And I think that there's a lot of well-meaning entrepreneurs out there who are, you know, taking their swings or maybe they've just been doing what they've been taught. So, you know, wherever we get these ideas is fine, but I just, um, I'm listening to what you're saying and I just want to like validate it or verify it because I definitely thought I needed a bigger audience to make more money, but there are people who can't make a hundred dollars with a million followers. And there are some people who can make a million dollars with a hundred followers. And when I learned that, I started to just nurture the community that I already had. And my business had tripled and quadrupled. It like it's just fascinating because, and what's really special is like I love those people and I already love those people and they already love me. And and there's an exchange there and there's attention and care. And when you specifically still in our social media world, when you say messaging, you know, it can sometimes get very impersonal to copy and paste, like, hey girl, like how's it going over there? Or, you know, or some maybe generic conversation starter. But like I love what you're saying is, and maybe we can invite our listeners to think when you're, I love what you said. I would like to feature you on my blog. Like that is a very personal invitation. I know you are not messaging a hundred people that, you know, like, or at least I have that faith. And so I could just see the difference in uh, like a really deep or personal invitation where you have a real sense that that person maybe looked at your profile or that they've been following your information. You guys, as soon as we got on here and you're like, I love that video you posted, you know, it's like, oh, cool. We're, we are connected. You know, that's, I just, it's so different. It's so much more personal. And as far as what you're saying, I heard you say, about client retention, people renewing their contracts with you, people showing back up is because you show back up, you show up in the first place. And I just think there's actually a lot less work in that effort than there is to mass produce or mass promote or market. Um, is there anything you have to add to that? Gosh, um, That was really, really perfect. And I think, I guess the only thing I do feel inspired to say is it's not like I didn't do all of this too. (laughs) Of I I spent so much time trying to grow a list, trying to launch a course, trying to Mm. create all these social media accounts, a blog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like you said, it's actually when I stopped all of those things that my business doubled and then doubled again, because I was putting my attention and my care into people instead of into content. And, you know, I love content. I love, I I, I love the idea of having a message and putting it out there, but it comes way later. It's not, if you're, if you're struggling to build your, your revenue and, and, you know, pay your bills, it's not time for content. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Uh, I so appreciate this. I could probably interview you for hours and we're going to start to bring it on home here. Um, where, cause 
I can't wait for your episode to come out. So obviously I'm speaking from the past. We're interviewing in September and this will probably come out in November, I would say. And so it's just starting to wrap up the season and everyone's going into the holiday. And so where can we find you? Where, how could someone work with you? Are you available to be working with people? Yeah. So I work with a handful of people at a time and help them completely reimagine their brand and build that next level legacy brand. Um, And if anybody is at that point where they wonder if that kind of substantial rebrand is what um, their business needs, what they need, then they can find me at realizeyourbrand.com and book a consult with me. Um, And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram with realize your brand tag. So, um, happy to connect with people and yeah, you could expect that there will be lots of heart (laughs) in the connection. Um, so yeah, that's beautiful. I, it's going to take me a lot of patience to not just want to share this (laughs) unofficially. (laughs) So I look forward to this coming out and I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing who you are. I want to acknowledge your journey. I want to acknowledge that I so resonate with the people pleaser, the contorting, the achieving and wanting truly from heart, wanting to be liked, wanting to be loved, loving people, and never being taught how to like use that powerfully or like what all of our conditioning taught us. So I really acknowledge your journey and all the shedding, all the releasing, all the unbecoming to become who you really are. Mm, Wow. That was beautiful. (laughs) That was so beautiful the way you put that. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so, so, so much for having me. I feel like a champion for leading with your heart right now. Mm. Yes. Well, you are a perfect guest on the Hearts Unleashed podcast because that's (laughs) what we are always doing. So I look forward to staying connected and I look forward to our listeners connecting with you personally as well. Thank you. And Hearts, thank you guys for being here. I hope you got exactly what you needed today. This is a powerful conversation. And it's, like I said, I could talk about it for hours. So if you were inspired by Lisa today, please reach out about how she can help you realize and rebrand and relaunch and remarkably do all the things. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, Hearts.